0: Good morning, evening, afternoon. I feel like um, The Truman Show. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen The Truman Show? No. Oh, well, it's it's a great movie, but he has a catchphrase where he does good morning, good evening, and good night. And so whenever I say that, I feel like um, The Truman Show. Um, anyways, so movie you know, recommendation for you guys to see The Truman Show with Jim Carrey. It's it's actually a cute (laughs) movie. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. We are here to read the word and talk about the words. So uh, today is uh, Tuesday, June 29. It's hard to believe that we're almost done with June, almost halfway through the year. Uh, We're coming up on that halfway mark in just a few days. Um, Time flies when you're having fun in 2021. So anyways, um, on the podcast, Tuesdays are kind of what we like to refer to as Testimony Tuesdays. It's a chance for our guests to kind of share um, their testimony, either kind of how they first came to know Jesus or uh, maybe something Jesus has been doing in their life recently. So, uh, Michelle, would you just be willing to share kind of who Jesus is to you or or a story that is important to you? Does that make sense?
1: It does. Um, I'm a native Hollander, and I grew up in a Christian home, one of four children. My parents were very active in the church, which meant that as their children, we were too. Yeah. Um, and like many in Holland, we spent a lot of time in church, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, Sunday school, youth group, catechism, choir. Um, and every summer, a highlight for me was going to Camp Geneva. And I think you yeah. were a, a, I was a counselor, counselor there. Yep. there. Yeah, I went
0: there as a kid and as a counselor, and then as a parent, that's a very, yeah. very important part of my life too. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I went there seven years, okay. and uh, we sent our kids there, too, and a uh, very special place. Um, when I was 15, our youth group went to Expo 72. Are you familiar with that? I am not, no. Okay. Probably many in our listening audience may not be familiar with that either. It was a week-long convention in Dallas, Texas, put on by Campus Crusade for Christ. And uh, it was kind of a key event during the Jesus movement of the 1970s. And uh, drew about 100,000 high school and college-age kids. It was kind of the Christian Woodstock of that area. Mm. And uh, partway through that week, I really felt God speaking to me. Growing up, I was always the the compliant child, the good kid. And yet I had heard enough sermons to know that I could never be good enough on my own to enter heaven. And as a teenager, I had this silly notion that once I made that commitment, I wouldn't be able to have any fun anymore. Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> I have to give yeah. up all those fun things. And yeah. But the message I was hearing that week really spoke to me and helped me realize that I had no excuse to put off making that decision for Christ any longer because yeah. tomorrow is guaranteed for Noah. You're right. Yeah. And uh, contrary to giving up. Fun things to become a Christian I I gained not only eternal life but abundant life right here and now and that was Wednesday June 14 49 years ago Wow and uh, it's it's been a special walk with the Lord ever since yeah
0: so can you think when you think back to that conference can you think of like a key phrase or song or passage that really kind of sparked that I know I'm asking you think back 49 years but um. yeah
1: Oh there are so many and the, the music at that time was just just um, stepping away from hymns into contemporary music yeah. which eventually became praise music. Um, so so many of those songs were were very special but do any stand out? Um, I can't think of any. No, that's music. fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. No, I think yeah.
0: what I appreciate about your story is um, it's been it's so much my own life but I think it's important uh thing for all people to do. your faith transition from what your parents told you the mm-hmm. the ritual of going to church ever saying that you know this is what Christians do, you yeah. know, catechism, yeah. youth group, all that stuff, to say, no, 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 this is something that's important to me yeah. personally. It's something that I have to own. And so
1: I always um, think of the phrase, God has no grandchildren. Mm. He only has his children. interesting so we can't we can't uh, Scooter along on the shirt tails of her parents. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good way to think about it. So, um, yeah, no, that's great. Um, well, thank you for sharing that. And, uh, I'm sure that that has kind of been a, a touchstone for you throughout your life the past 49 years of, as you've walked with Christ and as you've kind of shared your faith with your own kids and now your grandkids. So God might not have grandkids, but you do. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. you play an important role in that. So, Good. Well, um, let's jump into today's passage. So um, we're going to read Psalm 48. Uh, Michelle, would you be willing to read that for us?
1: Certainly. Uh, The theme of this uh, psalm is God's presence is our joy, our security and salvation. God is praised as the defender of Jerusalem, the holy city of the Jews. And he is also our defender and guide forever. Beginning in verse one, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, his holy mountain. Beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth. Like the heights of Zephon is the Mount Zion, and the city of our great king. God is in her citadels. He has shown himself to be her fortress. When the kings joined forces, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. They fled in terror. Trembling seized them there, pain like that of a woman in labor. You destroyed them like the ships of Tarshish, shattered by an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God, God makes her secure forever. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on your unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments. Walk about Zion, go round her, count her towers, consider well her ramparts, view her citadels that you may tell of them to the next generation. For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the end. Thank you for mm-hmm.
0: that. So as you read them. And as I prepared, it was, uh, you know, psalms are always something hard for me to kind of pull out of when I first look at it. I, and maybe it's, I'm not a poetry guy. And so the fact that psalms are poetry, it's um, hard for me, but what did kind of um, connect with me was well, thinking back to yesterday's passage um, uh, when David becomes King, he moves into what's called the city of David, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And this, this uh, big part of the Psalm is about the city, of David, Jerusalem, um, and it kind of talks about this being a fortress to protect God, and that's what I think we often think of cities. But really, when you when you read a little bit closer, it's it talks about how God is uh, Jerusalem's fortress protector. Mm-hmm. You know, so where the city protects people, God is actually protecting the fortress. So it, it, I'm not doing a good job of articulating this, mm-hmm. but. Um, we often look for things to protect us, to keep us safe. So whether it's a big city or our houses, but what we're hearing in this passage is really no, it's not the thing, it's not the city that protects us, it's God okay. that protects us, that, that, that um, we are saved through him. Or in this passage, it talk about multiple kings come to try to attack, um, but they saw God there and they fled in terror. Um, so I don't know. That's I don't know if I'm making much mm-hmm. sense with that, but that was kind of my initial thought. Is just that connection between yes, we we trust in things, but really it's God that we need mm-hmm. to trust in.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I don't
0: know, what about you? What I have
1: to you? Well, um, first of all, it's a call to praise. Uh, it begins right in the the first verse. There, where it says, "Great is the Lord and most worthy of our praise." and i i kind of reflected on personally how much of my prayer time is spent in praise versus Mm -hmm. a a wish list oh sure yeah um we're we're real good at bringing our petitions to god and whether that be for ourselves or for friends and family but um i i know myself i i fall short in the the praise department Mm -hmm. um and then in verse 13, the other thing that really stood out to me was um, that we would tell of them to the next generation. I read in, in some of the notes that this city being the dwelling place of God, kind of um, a lot of what they're saying about the city is, in effect, praise to, to God. And so when it's talking in... Um, Verse, verses twelve and following walk about the Zion counter towers consider ramparts um, that you may tell them to the next generation it's kind of referring to look at all the characteristics of God mm, and yeah. tell of them to the next generation so yeah. that's kind of what I was pulling out of it
0: yeah no i'm I'm glad you said that about um you know, our prayers, are they full of praise or petitions? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm very guilty of that too. And honestly, I, I think probably most of our listeners are, you know, are we truly going to God in an in a, uh, a, uh, atmosphere, not atmosphere, a posture of praise, mm-hmm. or is it just, okay, thanks God for this, now give me all these yes. things. Um, yeah. And so this mm-hmm. is, yeah, I'm glad you said it. it's a good reminder for all of us. And, you know, in this passage, he talks about, you know, God makes us secure forever. Uh, forever. God's un. Feeling love, um, mm-hmm. he's God forever and ever. Um, he'll guide us till the end. And so, um, yeah, that that praise there. And when I um, this it saw, it's saw a title of song, a psalm of the Sons of Korah. I don't know are you familiar with who the Sons of Korah? No, I'm not. No, neither was I. And so I did a little Google search, and um, I you know I won't go into the whole story now. But basically, um, the Sons of Korah um, you can trace it all the way back to um, the you know, beginning of the tribes of um, uh, Levi. Sorry, is you know they're, they're from Levi, who was one of Jacob's sons, and and the, Le- the Levites were the priests, mm-hmm. and so um, their responsibility. The sons of Krah were to lead worship. They also, though, prior to David becoming king, they were some of his greatest warriors. They fought with him, so they had that military experience with David. But then also they um, they were in charge of worship and praise and. And uh, when you look at their psalms, there's um, 11 different psalms that are attributed to them um, mm-hmm. Psalm 42, 44 through 49, 84 through 85, and 87 through 88. Um, and as I looked through the notes and, and did some research there, um, some of the phrases um, are Great are you, Lord, and worthy of glory. Well, that's a song. Great are you, God, right. and worthy of glory. And then, as the deer pants for the water, mm-hmm. as the deer pants for the water. Um, how lovely is your dwelling place? That's a more, mm-hmm. um, better as a one day in your courts. Um, God is a refuge and strength, our ever present help. So some of the more famous Psalms, I guess you will, um, or Psalms that have been turned into praise and worship songs were songs from the Sons of the Cross. So that was just kind of a fun, you know, connection, Interesting. not necessarily to what's in this particular passage, but one of the things I've appreciated about this po- podcast and about reading plan, um, is when you see connections from one passage to another. And so this kind of like, like, I get all geeky about this to say, <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, as you um, talked about, you know, this is a, a, a psalm of praise. You know, as we look at these other psalms, the sons of Christ, really it's become a foundation of a lot of our modern praise and worship songs. So, um, anyway, so I don't know again what spiritual you know, insight that is, but it was just kind of a fun connection because I didn't know who the sons of Kra were. Um, so I know, anything else that you um, thought about as you read through this? Anything that jumped out at you?
1: No, I, I think that covers it pretty much.
0: Okay, good. Good. Yeah. So um, again, I, um, I appreciate just that insight that you shared um, with us at the beginning about the um, you know, our prayers should be full of praise and not just asking for things. And so um, that's, I want to leave our listeners with that. So as you, um, listeners, as you are um, going throughout your day, if you haven't had, you know, some sort of a structured prayer time yet, or if you just kind of pray throughout the day, try and, and challenge yourself to um, praise more than petition. Mm-hmm. You know, now that you have to keep a running tally, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe every time that you Find yourself asking God for something today. Praise Him for you know two or three things as well, and I think that's a habit that's hard, well, hard to get into, but it will be kind of what we're called to do. So, um, so that's your challenge. That's your homework for today: um, to praise more than petition. Um, it's great to bring our petitions to God, but also to send just to praise Him for who He is. So, so with that, um, I just want to send us away, send us out um, with a blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Um, May he protect you, sustain you, and guard you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he give you a peace and a tranquil heart and life.